I want to begin by stating the following. As Christians, we are both lambs and lions. We are both followers and leaders. According to Revelation and Peter, we are both kings and priests. We are masters and servants. And above all, we are worshipers and warriors. And accordingly, we must act like a man embedded in Scripture in the book of Judges chapter 6, a man named Gideon. Especially in our times, spiritually and culturally speaking, we need to carry both a shofar and a sword. We need this kind of church to rise up. We can't just be the church with a shofar and no sword. And we can't be just a church of a sword and no shofar. We have to be the kind of church that can both carry a shofar, which is symbolic of worship and praise. That we are willing and committed and dedicated and created and on this planet to worship and exalt and magnify and preach Jesus while simultaneously fighting through the what? The armor of God, not the armament of man, not the strategies of man, but to fight for our families, to fight for our future, to fight for that which is constituted in the word of God, to fight for values that are eternal, that are not temporal, that cannot be changed by each emerging generation. We need a church that does not just talk about what God wants to do or whine about our current set. We don't need a church that's full of whiners. We don't need whiners, we don't need complainers, and we don't need baby cry. What we need is a church that is willing to worship and it is willing to fight. We need that kind of church. Thank you, thank you, Jason. It's $32.50 for two minutes and 72 seconds. He's amazing. We must have in our mouths at all times both a worship and a war cry. And you're here streaming today or in our various auditoriums, our campuses, because God is looking for a good, a few good men and women who can manage both. I want to speak to you briefly today, and then subsequently in the next few weeks, I was hit by the Spirit of God in the past few days with this message called the hideout. Spirit of God just laid this in my heart. I'm going to share with you for the next few weeks what it looks like to be a hidden warrior and finally come out. Because you may be a warrior, but you may be hiding. And this is your hour to come out. The first thing I want to share with you is the hidden warrior's harvest. Repeat after me. I'm a hidden warrior, and I have a harvest. I need to make it legal. So here's, here's, here's the book. Here's the book. Here's from the Word. Judges chapter 6. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. That's a complete experience. Seven means completion. The Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, building caves and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the marauders from the Midian, the Amalek, and the people of the east, that's why I don't go to East Sacramento, would attack just got to avoid that place, man. That's what they do. They would attack Israel, camping in the land and destroying crops as far away as Gaza. They would leave the Israelites with nothing to eat. They would literally take away their harvest to starve them. With nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, the goat, the cattle, and the donkey. These enemies coming with their livestock and tents were thick. Watch this. So Israel was reduced to starvation. Then the Israelites did one thing. Verse 6, 
they cried out to the Lord for help. Let me, let me just go through this, and I want you to hear this. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. Actions have consequences. Oh, yeah. Y'all didn't shout for that one, did you? The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. Ladies and gentlemen, in life, actions have consequences. We can't deny that. We, we can't deny that. When we don't line up according to the word of God, the will of God, and the way that is God, there will be consequences. There will be consequences. If you live driven by the flesh and not by the spirit, there will be consequences. And let me correct something right now that is embedded in the emerging generations of our Christian faith. Our wonderful Generation Z and Millennial, our church is primarily generation, a millennial generation according to our data for all of our services. But however, there's an emerging theological teaching out there. It's not even theological. It's a cultural teaching embedded in the church that says that the grace of God is so great that you could do whatever you want in the flesh as long as your spirit is right. I'm here to tell you that's the dumbest thing you could ever hear in all of your life. If your spirit is right, your life will be right. If your spirit is right, your language will be right. Your actions will be right. Your thinking, and by right I mean it lines up with the word of God and the spirit of God. Actions have consequences. Somebody say actions have consequences. As a result, the Bible says the Lord stopped protecting them. Woo. Yeah. Allstate insurance canceled the policies. Because you all had too many accidents. And just like the commercial, there's an action, there is an accident forgiveness program if you have one. Two, but you can't be doing the same accident every time. And now I'm not talking about the grace that Jesus has in that. No, God forgives you. But your action has to demonstrate that you are truly born again. Because saved people change their behavior. According to James, saved people stop living a life of sin. Wow. I just got to give you the book. The Midianites were like the enemies today, cruel, prompting God's children to hide. And every time the Israelites planted the enemy attack, the enemy takes advantage of your fear. The Bible says, we read it, that full of fear, they made caves and they began to hide. And because, listen to this, cause and effect, causation, the Midianites saw that they were afraid, so they stole their harvest. You missed it. The enemy takes advantage of your fear. When the Midianites saw that the Israelites were afraid, the Midianites came after the harvest. The enemy will only come after your harvest the moment you show the enemy that you're full of fear. Every time you act like the enemy has something over you, he takes away your harvest. Every time you act like greater is that which is outside of you, then greater is he that is in you. The enemy takes away your harvest. And only, he can only touch your harvest the moment you begin to hide. We have too many Christians in hiding. We have too many people right now hiding. Hiding in fear. Hiding in a moment. Hiding in consternation. 
hiding in preoccupation, hiding in desperation, hiding in the past, hiding in the old man, hiding in the failure, hiding in justification, hiding in victimology 101. There are so many people hiding right now in self-destructive behavior. They are hiding. They are hiding. You're listening to this message because today you could put it right now, right now on your calendar, on your iPhone, your Apple Watch, whatever it may be. Today is the last day you will be hiding for the rest of your life. Today is the day that the hidden warrior comes out in the name of Jesus. What does this mean? Flip the script. For you are, you my God are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. Psalm 32 verse 7. Well, are you ready for this? When God is your hiding place, you no longer need to hide from man. Let me repeat that. When you are hidden in God, Colossians chapter 3 verse 3 says, I am hidden forevermore in Christ Jesus. When you are hidden in Jesus, you will never hide from man. When you are hidden in Jesus, you will never hide from your circumstances. When you are hidden in Christ, you will never hide from any anything or anyone or any threat. When you are hidden in God, you will never hide from life again. How many people here are hidden in Christ Jesus? How many of you streaming around the world are hidden in Jesus? I'm here to tell you that if you're listening to this and the blood of Jesus has washed you, you should put a smile on your face because you are so hidden that you will never hide. Let me say that. You are so hidden in Christ that you will never hide again. You're never going to hide from the Midianites. You're not going to hide from Jezebel. You're not going to hide from Goliath. You're not going to hide from Pharaoh. You're not going to hide from Nebuchadnezzar. You're not going to hide from Herod. You're not going to hide from anyone or anything. You are a child of God. And your days of hiding come to an end. When you are hidden in him, Jesus is my hideout. Repeat after me. Jesus is my hideout. Your days of hiding are over. Now, why the harvest? Just like the times of Gideon, Satan wants to destroy your harvest and leave you with nothing, strip you and starve you. We are quickly approaching the season of harvest. Where it's right around the corner. And I dare you, I dare you today, as a warrior coming out, I dare you to just look at everything that is threatening your harvest and say, don't touch my harvest. Galatians 6, 9, you all live 2020. I believe that every single survivor of 2020 in the church has a harvest with your name on it. If you survive and are ready to thrive, if, you have, if you've made it already, we're in the ninth month of 2020, a remarkable year indeed. And if that's you, if there were moments this year where you said, God, where are you? Or if there were moments this year where you said, what's going on? If there were moments that you were weak, that you were sick, be it physically, mentally, financially, if there were moments that you were challenged, but you're still alive, I'm here to tell you there's a harvest with your name on it. You need to get ready, and I'm going to say this. I need you to get ready because the harvest is not just in spiritual elements. It's, it's, in, it's, in, it's in areas that money cannot buy. It's in my fact, your harvest is coming in every aspect of your life. Galatians 6, 9 says, do not grow weary of doing what is right. If you don't stop doing what is right, if, oh, 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 do not grow weary of doing what is right. At the appropriate time, that time is coming. I said that time is coming. At the appropriate time, you will reap a 
harvest of blessings. A harvest of blessings if you do not give up. If you haven't given up, I need you to listen to me. Go home. Make room. There is something coming your way that will take you from overwhelm to overflow. Make room. God's about to pour out a harvest with your name on it for your family, for your children and your children's children. And the and the harvest will be so great that even your children will inherit the fruit of this harvest. I dare you to say, don't touch my harvest. Don't touch my harvest. And this is, so then, number one is the hidden warrior's harvest. The second point, if you're taking any notes, the hidden warriors cry out. We know what the Midianites did. They were hiding the children of God. They would lose the harvest. And then the clincher, here it is, verse seven. When they cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites, that's when God answered. Oh, wow. While the Midianites were successful in destroying the crops, stealing the harvest and stripping them bare, there was something the Midianites could never take away. The ability of God's children to cry out. I need to repeat that. While the Midianites were successful in destroying crops, stealing the harvest, and stripping them bare, there was something they could not take away. The ability to cry out to God. Man, I don't know what the enemy has taken from you, but there's something he can never take away from you. Your ability to cry out to the living God. He could take away your money. He could take away your job. He could take away this. He can take away that. But there's something hell can never take away from you. Your ability to cry out to the living God. A warrior's greatest weapon is not his sword. It's not his shield. The spear or the javelin. The, the warrior's greatest weapon is his and her ability to do one thing, cry out for help. If you can cry out to God, there is hope. If you can cry out, cry unto me and I will respond, says the Lord. Jeremiah 33.3. This is for someone now. I don't care what you're facing. If you can cry out, you can get out. I said, if you can cry out, you can get out. If you can cry out, you can get out. If you can look up, you can get up. If you can go through, you can get to. Today is the day to cry out. I'm speaking to every hidden warrior. You are a warrior. There is purpose for your life. There is destiny for your life. You may be hiding today, but you will be shining tomorrow. You find yourself in the threshing floor of life. The Midianite marauders are continuing to take away your harvest. Take away the things that you value, the things that you work for. But let not your heart be troubled. You are about to cry out, not unto man. Some people are crying out to a vaccine to come out. Some people are crying out to re Republicans and Democrats in order to come out. Some people are crying out to religion. I'm not crying out to any of that. I'm crying out to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the Host of Hosts and the Prince of Peace. I'm crying out to King Jesus. I'm crying out to the Alpha and to the Omega, the author and the consumer of our faith. Is there anyone here who knows what it is to be in your most desperate moment where you cried out to God and God picked you up and turned you around and placed your feet on solid ground 
Don't estimate the power of crying out to God. I'm usually not this loud on a Sunday 9 o'clock service. That's usually for 12 o'clock. But I'm here to tell you, don't estimate, don't underestimate the power of crying out. You think crying out doesn't work. You think it's an exercise of emotionalism. No, sometimes you got to cry out. Crying out for help to God. I have a friend of mine who, matter of fact, let me show you something. This is a woman who cried out. Cue the video quickly, please. Watch this. This is a baby that was born dead. Place a mama's chest. That's the baby coughing, sneezing, and coming back to life. Watch this. This is what happened. The baby's born dead. The doctor says your baby's dead. Sorry. They placed the baby on the mama's chest. Mama's speaking in Portuguese. You know what mama is saying? My dear God, right now I'm crying out to you. Mama says, I'm crying out to you. She, you gave me a promise. And she keeps on saying in Portuguese, resurrect my baby now. You have purpose for my baby. You told me you have purpose for my baby. And the moment mama cried out to God, that baby that was dead came back to life. You just saw it. I'm here to tell you, do not underestimate the power of crying out to God. Cry out to God for your children. Cry out to God for your children's children. Cry out unto God for your marriage. Cry out unto God for your health. Cry out unto God for your finances. Do not underestimate. If you know what it is to cry out, lift up your hand. All the people who in the past have cried out, lift up both hands. I dare you to repeat after me right there. I sense the Lord. I sense the If the church would cry out in 2020... If the church would stop whining and cry out. If the church would stop drinking the Kool-Aid and cry out. If the church would stop hiding and cry out. If the church would cry out. Cry out to God. Stand with me. If you're in the auditoriums, you're already standing. Those that are at home, let me encourage you right there. I'm passionate. I am today. Because hidden warriors cry out. We had, we had up here one of our key team members here, Jason Fordick, who served us faithfully in our military for years. Thank God for his service. And I know for a fact, because I've heard Jason's story in the most precarious of places around the world, I know that there were moments that he had to cry out. Warriors are not afraid to cry out. The most powerful weapon is not what I have in my hands. It's what I have in my mouth. When I cry out, God stands up in my favor. When I cry out, heaven touches earth. When I cry out, demons flee, hell trembles, and my enemies scatter. Today, as for me and my house, we will not be silent. I will cry out and he will rescue me. If God is speaking to you right now, just show him. Raise a hand if this is for you. The power to cry out. When we cry out, God always responds. Even when we deserve the punishment, God still answers in our favor. 
They didn't deserve God to intervene, and he did. They didn't deserve God to change things around, and he did. They disobeyed him. He told them not to do it, but they did it. He could have said, but I told you not to do it. But why would God show up and rescue them when it was Israel's fault? As any parent can attest. That's your child. That's your child. He's not just your Lord and your Savior and your healer and your God. He is your heavenly Father. That's your child. How many times did you tell your kids not to do it? And when they did it, they may have been punished, but you forgave them. And you still picked them up and you still loved on them. Even when they're sick and dirty, broken and rebellious, no matter what, our children will always be our children. If they are made in our image and they carry our seed, when God looks at you, even when you mess up, he doesn't say, I told you not to do it. Forget you. He still looks at you, even when you're broken, even when you're dirty, even when you're just, he looks at you and he says, ah, I still see my image inside of you. You're still carrying my seed. You're still carrying my purpose. You're still carrying my destiny. Is there anybody here who knows that God will pick you up? That's my child. So if you messed up or they messed you up, if you are sick, rebellious, dirty, broken, you are still a child of God. And you may say, Pastor Sam, that makes no sense. Because God sees his image inside of me, even when it was my fault. If I cry out, he will rescue me. Yes. What? But I don't deserve it. It makes no sense. Yep, you're right. To the world, it is foolishness. 1 Corinthians 1.18, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know that it is the power of God. Christianity to the fleshly eyes to the world at times make no sense. It makes no sense that the last will be first and the first shall be last. Matthew 20, 16. It makes no sense that we live to die and die to live. Romans 14, 8. It makes no sense that it is better to serve than to be served. Matthew 20, 28. It makes no sense that we have a peace that passes all understanding and a joy that cannot be explained so no matter what you've done I'm gonna finish here I only got the two points no matter what you've done cry out just cry out no matter what's been done to you cry out just cry out God God rescue me God help me God I need you God, make me right with you. God, fill me. God, save me. God, deliver me. God, heal me. God, change me. Cry out. Let me tell you Samuel's testimony. Ready? Psalm 34, verse 6. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him. And he saved them out of all his troubles. I am not ashamed. I am a warrior with the power to cry out. 
I'm going to ask one more time. If you are a warrior, at one time you were hidden, but your crying out to God took you out of your hiding place and placed you on the route to destiny, purpose, and fulfillment, open up your mouth and cry out to God with a cry of worship and prayer. I cry out. presence of God just people right now crying out just God do it now right now right there where you're at you don't even right there you could cry out like this you could cry out and go God just right now sometimes you're so broken you can't shout sometimes you're so broken you can't even get your vocal cords to line up because your spirit is so broken that your vocal cords do not line up. So I'm not religious. I'm not one of those that says, if you don't do it really loud, that's just silliness. Sometimes your crying out comes out like a whisper, but God hears it. Sometimes you crowd in your mind. Sometimes you're so broken that in your mind you say, and you're saying, I'm crying out. So right now where you're at, just cry out right there. Cry out. Because listen, for you, for your children, for your children's children in your family, we serve the God that rescues us. He will never negate. He will never deny. He will never ignore the cry of his children. Even if you're dirty, even if you're in sin, even if you're broken, whatever it may be, the moment he sees you, he sees his image. The moment he sees you, he sees his seed. I have seed inside of you. I have purpose and destiny. Before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you by name. I, I wonderfully and miraculously knit you together. He sees you. Heavenly Father, Right now, the hidden warriors, not only in Los Angeles and Sacramento and our campuses, but our entire global audience right now, right now, speak to every hidden warrior. Tell them right now that their harvest will never be touched again. Right now, to the convicting power of your Holy Spirit, who both convicts and comforts, I ask you right now to put in perfect alignment with your word, your will, and your way, every single life streaming right now watching us right now, interacting with us in one of our live auditoriums. Do it right now, watching on television. Right now, this message. Seal. Through the power of your grace, the blood and your spirit. And Lord, listen to every cry. Oh God, right now, every child crying out to you from their desperate place from their threshing floor, from brokenness and fear, from failure and hurt, from loneliness. Every person crying out from desperation and despair, listen to their cry. Do it right now, oh God. And just like you did with Gideon, show up. Show up. Take them out of their pit. Turn their life around. Unleash destiny and purpose. In the name of Jesus. If you receive this word today, if you are a warrior coming out of that hiding place, 
committed to making certain that your harvest will never be stolen again. If you have cried out or have cried out today or in the past, and you are about to see the Midianite marauders defeated in your life, raise one hand. If you're about to take back what the enemy stole and you're about to occupy the very area hell has fought to keep you out of, raise both hands. If you are not satisfied with just surviving and you want to thrive for the glory of Jesus, raise both hands and give God the best praise you've given him this entire day. repeat after me those that are streaming around the world repeat after me repeat after me I'm gonna to begin to make this prayer ready I want you to repeat after me Heavenly Father thank you with my mouth and with my heart I confess and believe that Jesus Christ is Lord that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins that he resurrected to give me eternal life, new life, and abundant life. Jesus is Lord and Savior. He is the only way. In Jesus' name. If it's the first time you've made that prayer in one of our auditoriums, please raise your hand. Our ushers are ready to give you something to begin this wonderful journey we call the Christian life. You're streaming online right there. All you have to do is put your hands up and say, I just received Jesus. Say that. Our team will interact with you or you can direct message us right now on our app, on Facebook, on Instagram, and YouTube. Interact with us right now. Let us know who you are right now, where you're from, that you received Jesus today for the very first time. We have a free book we want to give you as we begin our discipleship journey together for the glory of Christ. Amen. If you were blessed today, one more praise off for Christ. Are there any warriors in the house? Are there any believers with both a shofar and a sword ready to go, ready to worship? Brilliant. I want you to listen to me carefully. We love you. We bless you. Listen, let me have your undivided attention here. I need you to download the new season app. On that app, we're going to have exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else. Not even on our website. Not in any other YouTube channel. Nowhere else in the internet. That app will have resources, Bible studies. How about if I tell you that only on the app will I be publishing our sermon notes and guide for you to be able to do your daily devotionals and Bible studies. Only on the app. Exclusive content just for the app. It's free. Everything is free there. You can listen to today's sermon again through the podcast. There's a link. You can watch the video through our YouTube link. But you have resources, content, materials for Bible study. We need to grow in the Word of God. In the Word of God. In the Word of God. I want to remind you when Satan tempted Jesus, and we love worship, but Jesus did not break out on Spotify and pick up his favorite worship song. Jesus said, it is written. It's the Word of God that will enable you to overcome the things that come against you. So it behooves us to grow in the Word of God. It's the Word of God. In the beginning was the... 
And the word was with. And the word was. That's John 1.1. 1, 1. So grow with that word. So download the app. And special announcement. Lower the keys just a little bit. This Wednesday, there's a special service. It just came out of the blue. Let me explain. There are things going on in America. Serious things attacking our children, our freedoms, that require the church to speak up. On Sundays, we use this platform to preach straight gospel, Christ rescuing you, salvation. That's what we do. But on Wednesday, I want to have a time. We're going to stream it, but I want a live audience to show up because we're going to discuss certain things that are happening. We're not just going to discuss them. We're going to come against things that do not line up with God's word. We're going to call them out by name. We're stop. Wednesday is the most politically incorrect gathering we've had thus far. So I'm not here to cater to people or to ideas or politicians. We're going to speak the truth of God's word to our current reality. So it's this Wednesday, Dr. Garza and I, we're going to come together. We're going to sway away from my Bible study from the book of Romans, and we're going to go into this. And it's going to be very powerful, very prophetic. We're even going to stop for a moment and pray for each issue we're going to bring up. But if you're telling me there's not an attack and assault on our children, you are wrong. There is an attack. The devil's coming after our children and our children's children. And if my generation, if your generation does not stand up for truth, we have to stop drinking the Kool-Aid, man. The church has to speak up. We have to rise up and speak up. Enough is enough. So join us this Wednesday in Jesus' name. Next Sunday, we're going to continue this wonderful series of the hidden warrior, the hideout. We love you. We bless you. All right. Here's the benediction. May the strength of the Father, the grace of the Son, the anointing of God's precious Holy Spirit make this week the best week of your life. Hey, new season. Hey, friends and followers around the world. Let's do one thing together for the glory of the risen Christ. Are you ready? Let's go change the world. God bless you. God keep you.